Bills. Welcome in to an early week edition of After the Press here on ClintonHero.com, SoundCloud, and on iTunes. I'm your host, Assistant Sports Editor Zach James, and alongside with me is Sports Editor John Gremmels. And John, uh, the winter playoff push has already begun, beginning with over the weekend with re- with wrestling and swimming. Uh, beginning their postseason pushes, and Illinois Groves basketball kicked off their playoff push on Monday with regional games. Bureau Valley and Fulton, Erie lost as well, but Bureau Valley and Fulton won in Class 2A. Fulton won 50-30 over West Carroll. Prophetstown losing the BV in a close game uh, to precede the Fulton-West Carroll game. Fulton beat West Carroll for the third year in a row in the playoffs. They'll now face Morrison coming up here on Wednesday night. It's kind of how it's meant to be. You know, Fulton beats the Thunder. Now they face the Phillies for the fourth time this season. Yeah, that's an interesting one too because uh, Fulton won at the uh, Workins Classic against Morrison, but Morrison won both conference matchups. So, you know, obviously the Phillies have to be favored in that one, but it's at Fulton, so who knows? The one thing we do know is that there's going to be a local team in the regional playing for a regional title on Thursday night because one of those two will win and probably face uh, what Winnebago on the other side. Uh, Bureau Valley advanced tonight with a beating, uh, beating a Provincetown team that uh, beat them earlier this year when Courtney Pearson had a huge night 30 plus yeah, points the first 30, time they played. Do, and, and tonight she had what seven something like that. Uh, what was the difference? Box and one. That's as, that's as simple as it go, goes. Bureau Valley kind of went into a box and one a little bit into the first quarter. And like most high school basketball teams, they don't know how to play with a box and one because it's such a complex defense to kind of break down. And Pearson just didn't know how to go against it. She tried to make some moves and tried to get open, but it's hard to get open on a box and one. And, and it was very effective as they shut her down. And then the second game, uh, Fulton, uh, like we said, the third year in a row that they've matched up with West Carroll in the in the postseason. In the third year in a row, they uh, ousted uh, the Thunder. Uh, Faith Kennedy came on strong tonight. She was huge. Uh, she didn't make many of her first half shots. She was one of her first like nine, one of her first ten, but she made her first three with about with four twenty left to go in the third quarter, and then made five threes on route to a twenty three point game. Jordan Price also had seventeen points. As Kennedy goes, the steamers go. I believe. Yeah, I think so too. Because with her outside shooting, then that just opens up yeah. some chances inside. It gives uh, Jordan a little chance to slash to the basket. You know, it just makes them a better team. So you know, if she's if she's on, that'll make things a little tougher for Morrison. And that's how Fulton beat Morrison in the Warkins with their big three pointers uh, at the Erie uh, Holiday Tournament. On the boys' side, the boys haven't really started their postseason playoff pushes yet on either side of the water. But the River Kings have a big postseason uh, factor going into Tuesday's game against Davenport North. And one of the big games that isn't in our coverage area, but fans should follow with a close ear, is Iowa City West against Linmar of Marion. That's going to be a huge game in terms of where Clinton is seated with the seating being coming up on Wednesday. 
Yeah, and with with the seeding meeting this year where they're doing it different, where the coaches are getting together and discussing seeds. There are six teams in Clinton substate. They're uh, Iowa City West, the fourteen and one top notch team in the state. Uh, pretty much, uh, pretty much the little doubt they'll get the top seed. Muscatine probably at eleven and five will get the second seed. But then you've got Clinton at seven and ten, PV at seven and ten, and Linmar at seven and nine, all battling for that third spot and a home game. I guess both third and four will get a first round home game, and and it would look pretty good for Clinton to get a home game just because they have swept the season series against Pleasant Valley. And while you might be able to make some arguments on uh, common opponents and things like that with with many of the teams, when you're when you've beaten someone head to head twice, you got to think that that counts more than anything. But Linmar at seven and nine, and Clinton at seven and ten, they've got some common opponents, and you could see uh, you know Linmar, you know making a making a case to maybe be uh, higher seeded than Clinton. So, you know, Clinton obviously needs that eighth win uh, Tuesday night. And the one thing, you know, Linmar, they've they've had, uh, Linmar and Clinton have had four common opponents. Both teams have lost to Dubuque Senior. Both teams have lost to Dubuque Hempstead. Uh, both teams lost to Cedar Rapids Jefferson. But Linmar beat Bettendorf early in the season Clinton played a real close game against Bettendorf, but Bettendorf pulled that one out. And a game the so River Kings should have won. And, and he, but you don't know how how that'll look if it comes down to common opponents. And I mean, obviously, you expect Iowa City West to beat Linmar, and so then they would be seven and ten. Clinton would is seven and ten going into this game. So obviously, this game against North really important for him. It's it's a quasi playoff game for the River Kings in in, in essence. Uh let's move forward now. I do want to talk about the Super Bowl for a minute or two. I know it happened on Sunday night, but what a tremendous game between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. When it was 20 to 3, I thought it was over. I really did. I I almost even thought about tweeting that it was over. But it's Tom Brady. It's the New England Patriots. You can't count them out. Well, here's the funny thing. I was working in the office, so I didn't have a chance to watch. You called me and told me, hey, the game's over. And I said, well, did it, did uh, New England ever make a game of it? And what do you say? They yeah, won. New England won in overtime. So, I mean, that, that's, you know, obviously, you know, I would have expected Atlanta to, to at least hold off. Now, Atlanta shot themselves in the foot a little bit, but at the same time, you got to give, even if you hate them, you got to give the Patriots, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady a lot of credit for coming back in that one and winning another Super Bowl. I know you didn't watch the game or listen to the game, but do you feel like that game was more of a comeback by the Patriots or a choke job by the Falcons? Well, I think you've got to give New England a lot of credit for coming for coming back and and you know sometimes the hardest thing to do for a defense is to play with a little bit of a lead because you know defenses start to get a little bit soft because they don't want to give up the huge play and and you get in trouble that way and then when you you know and then the offenses go a little conservative and then the defenses are on the field a little too much but to make up that kind of difference you've got to I think you've got to put you know, maybe eighty twenty toward New England. Now that twenty of New England of, of Atlanta blowing the chance when they could have had a field goal. You know, at that point, if they play conservative, you know, and a and a field goal, 
you know, would have been enough points to get by in, in regulation. So, I mean, you do have to put some of it on the Falcons, too. It, I think it all goes to the Falcons. You can't pass the ball in field goal territory up in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. You just can't. I know Matt Ryan tried to throw the ball away there, but he couldn't. He can't eat that. And that holding penalty, too, right after that to make it a third and 33, get him out of field goal range. And yeah, they got some of it back, but they had to punt. I thought that was the difference in the offensive coordinator. Of that offense, it's not the new head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, who I'm absolutely thrilled by that. And the 49ers will go for another draft pick in 20, for the 2018 NFL draft, which I guess is fine. And your Green Bay Packers will win the NFC North again next well, year, and all will be, I guess, okay in the NFL world. You know, if, if Kyle Shanahan uh, makes a coaching mistake in his, uh, what is it, the 20th game of the season, something like that. Yeah that I'm sure San Francisco will be very happy. And, you know, before we head off, let's uh, talk just a minute about uh, some things that are upcoming. Uh, Iowa girls uh, playoffs start this week. Uh, Calamus Wheatland actually plays a Thursday night game, and then everybody else kind of gets rolling later on. A big one on Saturday. Comanche Northeast. Comanche Northeast. Uh, I got district wrestling on on uh, Saturday, Clinton this year goes out to Cedar Rapids. A different uh, different look. They haven't gone out that way for a long time. J.D. Luters said the last time he can remember Clinton going out that way is back when his older brother wrestled at, at Clinton. So, you know, you're going back a few years there. It's a, it's a tough district because uh, a lot of Clinton better weights. There are ranked wrestlers from the other schools there. So, you know, Clinton's going to have to be at its at its best to to advance and have the kind of tournament it had last year. Clinton also wrestles on uh, Wednesday night. They start a regional dual team uh, with a winnable match against uh, Linmar in the first round, even though Linmar is ranked higher. Then the winner has to go up that later that night against uh, North Scott, so that'll be tough. And then uh, we've also got the Illinois uh, sectionals in wrestling on on Saturday up in Byron, that's a series of the state qualifier. Morrison with seven kids up there. West Carroll and Fulton with uh, four apiece. Erie Prophetstown with three. You know, they're looking for state bursts. And, uh, you know, our Illinois side uh, wrestlers look pretty tough this year. But probably, you know, definitely they're, they're smaller class teams. So it's hard to compare, you know, wrestlers with bigger schools a lot of times. But, you know, it looks like our, you know, we could have some success over on the Illinois side again. And then uh, our, the Iowa side in 2A, uh, Central DeWitt had a decent day on Saturday. Makoka had its best day of the season. Makoka will host the district meet. Tough luck, though, continues in the postseason for Comanche. Uh, uh, Baylor Krieger, my goodness. Nate Tomes, the only... Uh, Comanche uh, wrestler to move on, and he's been snake bitten in the postseason. So this is his last chance to get to state. So we'll hope he makes it. But Baylor Krieger, you know, their top wrestler during the season, has his appendix taken out on Friday night, the day before the tournament. So he's lost for the postseason, and he was ranked uh, fifth in the state. So you know, his chances of of doing some damage were pretty good. So you know, just some tough luck there. But uh, it should be an interesting week with those with with tournament action really heating up is, is kind of what we said at the start of the show. And make sure you follow along on our Twitter page at C here on underscore sports to follow all the action coming up this week and this weekend as well. For sports editor John Grammel, this is assistant sports editor Zach James. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you later in the week.